Derrick Henry did what he usually does while a couple of wide receivers had their breakout games in a big Monday night football game next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. All right, so welcome to Fantasy Football Today in 5. I'm Chris Towers here to talk about Monday Night Football and some Week 7 waiver wire targets with Dan Schneier. And we'll start with three big takeaways from Monday Night Football. And one, we'll just get this one out of the way. It doesn't count as one of three. Derrick Henry is one of one. He is the alpha and the omega. He is an unbelievable player. You already knew that. But here's just what he's on pace for this season. 465 uh, carries, which would be an NFL record. He probably won't hit that one. But 2,219 rushing yards, 28 touchdowns, 419 receiving yards on 45 receptions. He is having at least to date, one of the greatest seasons in fantasy football history, arguably one of the greatest seasons of all time for a running back in the NFL. Just unbelievable. And if you've got him on your team, man, you've got one of like six good running backs in the NFL (laughs) currently for fantasy football. So let's talk about some other stuff from that game. And first up, I'll start with AJ Brown. Looked fine. Uh, Nine catches for seven, nine targets and seven catches, 91 yards. Despite a slow start, only had two catches at halftime. And he was recovering from food poisoning. So He looked good, but Julio Jones exited with a hamstring injury. Ryan Tannehill, overall, not a good game yet again. Are you concerned about this Tennessee passing game? Do you think they can figure things out enough for Ryan Tannehill to be that, you know, top 12 QB we thought he was? No, I'm very concerned. And I had, I was one of those with Ryan Tannehill in my top 12 preseason. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest issues is we've seen, we've seen it happen. The Tennessee Titans pass defense is terrible and yet they don't care. They're going to stick to the run. They have Derrick Henry. And that's a big problem here because I thought that was going to boost the passing game. And so now with Julio Jones potentially injured again, I'm just not sure that we can trust that passing game. Yeah, I agree. It just, I thought Julio Jones was going to make this offense even more dynamic and it's really right back to just being Derrick Henry centric. So not really super enthused about Ryan Tannehill moving forward. Unfortunately, I do have him on a handful of teams. He was a top 12 QB for me as well. Uh, Let's move over to the other side and Stefan Diggs, you know, had probably his biggest game of the season. I think people needed to see that 91 yards and a touchdown or yeah, 89 yards on nine catches and a touchdown for Stefan Diggs. But Emmanuel Sanders, 91 yards on five catches. Cole Beasley, seven catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. Do the Bills have three wide receivers you can trust in fantasy every week? I think so, and I think this has to do with the way they run that offense. They're pass, pass, pass. They're not. We're not worried about running the ball. They've spoken in the past about we don't need to run more. We just need to run more efficiently. And so I think they do at this point have three receivers you can start every week. And you were early. You were the earliest on Emmanuel Sanders. So I'll give you credit for that. Chris. About it. Yeah, and and. Worth noting, Dawson Knox did leave this game with a hand injury. I think he did he throw for a two point conversion before leaving for the with the injury. So, uh, yeah, that was that's something to watch moving forward because he has been one of the better streaming tight ends so far this season. So we'll keep an eye on that. And on the other side of the Bills offense, can you trust any of these Bills running backs, Zach Moss or Devin Singletary as a starter? I still want to say that I can put Moss in somewhat of my trust zone as a flex just because there will be games where he scores, but it's getting harder and harder. And his passing game role is not what I thought it was starting to increase. And then we start saw it take a step back today. So yeah. I, I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. Josh Allen just takes up so much air in this offense. He actually led the team in rushing attempts, uh, which is not an unusual sight for them. So just makes it hard for those running backs. Let's pivot to week seven and the waiver wire and, I did my rankings already for week seven. It This might be the worst week in fantasy football history. Just a sampling of my top seven at running back. 
The first three, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, and Aaron Jones. That makes sense. Those guys are really good. Leonard Fournette, Daryl Henderson, DeAndre Swift, and Cordero Patterson are four through seven in my rankings. I'm trying to come up with a reason why they shouldn't be, and I can't. So it's going to be a really rough week for a lot of players just because of the injuries and the bye weeks. So we'll start off with a question on the waiver wire. Three running backs in Jamie Eisenberg's top five waiver wire targets for week seven. Devontae Freeman, Rashad Penny, who is expected to come back from IR this week, and Dearness Johnson, who would be your favorite on waivers? I'm going with Dearness Johnson first. I'd go Freeman second. I have no faith in Rashad Penny. I don't think yeah. he's going to walk into some kind of big role. I don't have faith in that offense either, and I don't know how we can trust the Ravens backs yet either, so give me Johnson one there. I agree with that. It looks like, you know, Kareem Hunt was placed on IR today. Looks, you know, we're waiting to hear if Nick Chubb is going to play in week seven, but, you know, I have my doubts. So Dearness Johnson could get a, a pretty healthy workload. It could be very similar to what we saw from Khalil Herbert last week. Sterling Shepard, I think, is the top target on waivers for week seven. He came back from his injury, had th 14 targets. He's had at least nine in every game that he's played full so far this season does he need to be 100 percent rostered and if he's available 64 percent rostered how much of your fab would you drop on sterling shepherd yeah i think he does need to be 100 percent rostered and i'm willing to drop you don't want to go too heavy on receivers but i'm willing to drop like 25 percent because first of all darius tony's now out again Galladay is mm -hmm. going to need at least another week or two. Barkley's out at least another week or two. The Giants' defense is arguably one of the worst in the NFL, and that's yeah. a fact now this year. So they're going to pass a lot, and Daniel Jones throws to Sterling Shepard all the time. Yeah, ever since he moved into the slot, he's getting legit one number one wide receiver. I think his target rate right now is 28% in the four games he's played, and that's with him leaving one game early. And we'll just throw out to, to close out the show, if you need a tight end streamer, and there's a decent chance you do given the state of the position, Ricky Seals-Jones has been getting healthy usage for the Washington football team. He's kind of stepped into something like the Logan Thomas role, and they might be getting Ryan Fitzpatrick back this week, so that offense could be better. So that's one guy who's worth taking a, a look on and potentially adding this week. That'll do it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. If you want more on the waiver wire, extensive coverage, go to the regular Fantasy Football Today episode uh, in your normal podcast feeds, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye.